Welcome to episode 21.25 of Out of the Main Yacht Rock Podcast. Mm. Co-Captain Johns, what's yes. happening? It is debut day. Debut day? Debut day. Oh. Debut. What language De- is that? Debut day. It is weird to say. Um, yeah, we're going to debut uh-huh. at long last. Yes. And when this episode drops, will be a Thursday, the following Friday. So this is the day before the official launch of the new collaborative single between Christian Gratz and Page 99. Ooh, exciting. So um, we put this together. We've been working on this for a few months, and our target was to get it out before 4th of July. So we made that because yeah. we wanted to write a summer you know, banger, uh, top down, windows down, whatever kind of thing. And uh, Christian wrote this tune. It's kind of, uh, to me, it mixes Robbie Dupree and 80s era Hall & Oates. Hmm. Uh, He wrote and kind of started the arrangement. I finished the arrangement, produced it, brought in all the Page 99 guys, specifically featuring Andre DiPuccio, our virtuoso guitarist from Italy. Yes. On the solos. And uh, we ain't going to waste no more time. Without further ado, here it is. This is... The debut worldwide of Stay the Night.
summer banger. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we think so. Yes. It's not a cover of the State of the Night by Chicago, though. No. No. No, there was some confusion there, but... Uh, well, it works. It's a good yeah. tune. Yeah. And you can definitely hear elements of Christian and Page 99 mm-hmm. in there, too, so it's yep. a nice blend. Proud of that one. Yep. It's a nice collab. Yes. As the kids would call Maybe it. we'll do more. Very good. Well, uh, on to today's topic. Right. Which is, we're coming up on about a year since we launched the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we started recording episodes in July. So, okay. Um, launched the first one in August. And we were talking the other day about how much has probably changed since, yeah. since then. It's time for uh, a self-evaluation. Yep. You know, check the marker on the road, see where you are. Well, we're not on the road, though. We're at sea. At sea. Check yes. the buoy. Buoys. Yep. So, oh, boy. yeah, buoy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so, um, we each put together a list of a snapshot in time, the snapshot being today. Mm-hmm. If you had to name your top 10 yacht or yacht adjacent songs, what would they be? And it'll be interesting. We're going to compare and contrast how that might differ from what it would look like a year ago. Yeah. Or even, let's go back, you know, a year before we did the podcast. Um, yeah. Before we even really understood everything there was to understand about Yacht Rock. I'll be the first to admit I came through sort of a side door because I just understood that there was this genre. Mm-hmm. I had no idea anything about the history of JD or the guys or the web series or right. any of that stuff. And I found Yacht Rock Radio on Sirius. Liked that enough to be like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I was probably indoctrinated maybe in some of the wrong ways now looking back. And it'll be interesting right. to see if, if your sort of well, I came in through sort of the same side door in a way. I had a little more historical knowledge having lived around the music, mm-hmm. which, of course, wasn't called Yacht at the time, as we've talked about. But uh, I came in, for the most part, through the same Sirius XM door, which mm-hmm. I know is taboo. Yeah. But, it, but you know, it serves its purpose. You know, there's a lot of people that want to listen to this music and like the nostalgia of it, and that is their big driving force. So they, they, they don't care that they hear a song that isn't technically yacht. That's not what they're into. They're not right. here to be the guardians of the genre. They're just, they like they like that style, that era of music, and they're fine with the stuff that's adjacent and all that stuff. So that's a, that's a good place, even though I know it drives the hardcore people nuts. I get mm-hmm. that, but it does serve its purpose on the other side. Yep. It's like a gateway drug because yeah. I, I was introduced, even though I didn't quote, tech, I did live through the time. It wasn't, you know, front and center for me being, you know, six to f- what, 14 years and old. And it wouldn't have been your favorite music at the time. No, either. but it's all nostalgia right. to me. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, oh my God, I remember the song. And I don't even remember how I remember it, but I remember it. And that, that's what the serious thing served for me. But as we've on this podcast explored more, learned more, kind of delved deeper, uh-huh. a whole new world opened up. Um, right. And I think my top 10 list is mostly a reflection of that. Yeah, one clarification on mine, and maybe it's the same as yours, that these 10 that I have are my top 10 as of today, as you said, favorite yacht rock and yacht, so yacht adjacent stuff. My current favorites. They are not. I'm not saying that I think these are the ten best. I'm not saying these are the ten yachtiest. I'm saying as of right now, these are the ten songs that I'm really calling my favorites. Okay. So and it I, is not a grade of, of yachtiness scale in any way. No, mine either. And actually, mine is more of a reflection. Um, each song probably represents. 
uh, a leg of the journey from okay. the last 12 years. That's cool. So I've said, okay, this is something that I realize now or come to love now, and here's a perfect example of that song. So, yeah. But I put together the list, and I'm like, dang, that's a good list. Yeah. So in some ways, it is a top 10, not, not Yachty's, but my personal favorite. It's so. kind of funny when I did mine, when, when we first said, well, let's do this topic, two songs immediately jumped to mind. And hmm. I, you know, right away, and I already had two in the list. And uh, those two still are in there. Uh, but then I just went through my yacht list, which is probably maybe 700 songs wow. long. And just just kind of scrolled real quick. And which ones jumped out at me? Like, oh, yeah, that one, dude. Yeah. And so eventually I got it down to 15, mm. whittled it down to 10, kind of 12. I have a couple extras in case we have duplicates. But gotcha. it was more of a case of in the moment, which songs kind of leapt off the screen to me. Cool. Very good. Well, um, in BuzzFeed fashion, I will say that number one will not shock you. It's not a shocker. Number two okay. will not shock okay. you. Okay. Number three probably won't shock you either. But anyways. Oh, boy, um, this is well, going to be exciting. Yes. We invite people to give us their top ten lists. Please. Go to Facebook. Find the post. You should be easy enough. It'll be the most recent post on our Facebook page. And give us your top ten if you so desire. Yeah. And I would say try to resist the temptation to just do the ten yachtiest songs or the ten most accepted yacht songs. What are your ten favorite and, you know, currently? Yacht, currently. And they can be some adjacent stuff. and yeah. I, at least that's my feeling. All right. Well, let's give us your feeling. Why don't you start there, Captain John? All right. I will start from number 10. And um, <laughs> it's funny how this one is the is first it coconut? Song. What's that? Coconut? No. Okay. <laughs> that one's been blasted from existence, yet somehow they still play it. I know. How yep. are they doing I that? I don't know. Baker Street 2. Dang it. Anyway. Baker Street's your number two? No. Oh. I, I also blasted okay. that one from gotcha. existence. All right. Hit it. Well, coming on the heels of the Christian Gratz tune, my number 10 here is a Robbie Dupree tune. Ah. And it is a little bit of a deeper cut from his second album, but man, every time I hear this one and it comes on, I'm like, okay, stop the world for a minute. Let me listen to this song. I'll get back to you. I just love, from 1981, Saturday Night. That is a good tune. All his deep cuts are good, too. You know, both those first two albums, top to bottom, man. That's a perfect really example good. of a song that I don't remember how I remember, because I don't... That is sort of a deep cut. Yeah, but, I don't think it was uh, a single, but... No, but I, I, first time I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. That's probably... Yeah, I guess I, I was going to say probably from Sirius XM, but probably not. No, I'm probably not. So, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I can't stop... Thinking of that uh, reviewer that called him the poor man's Michael McDonald, and it it taints my listening a little bit because I'm like I don't hear that, but I I kind of do, but I don't think he was in any way trying to rip off my. No, McDonald. I don't think so either. But I think he was maybe trying to emulate as a form of flattery. So I it kind of taints it for me too because I I kind of see it. I'm I, like, well, I don't want to listen to him through that lens. Yes, I guess is what I, I mean. I want to listen to him for what it is. But anyway, what do you got at number? Well, 10? I'll tell you someone who I want to listen to through any lens. And that is the group Player, who no I've been kidding. telling you about. No kidding. Yeah. So <laughs> I lamented early on uh, in our exploration and on this podcast, I said, I wish there were more Yachty Player tunes. And I, at the time, I was thinking, well, you got uh, Baby Come Back. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're like, yeah, well, this time I'm in it for love. Yeah, this time I'm in it for love, etc. Yeah. yeah, but 
lately I've been on a huge player kick where that's all I'm trying to listen to. And so I'll give you an example of a song okay. um, that follows the roadmap to Baby Come Back quite closely. In fact, you could almost sing Baby Come Back along to it, but I love this song. And it's called Giving It All. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, I was um, w- when I was scrolling through my list, I, I kind of had that that in the back of my mind. I remember when we talked about the, some of these songs before and how much you were so into Baby Come Back and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I knew you were into Player. I, I didn't stop and like count them, but I was surprised how many times I scrolled past Player in my list. Yeah, because I didn't have them in order of like. By artists. So every once in a while, a player song, I'm like, hey, how many player songs do I have in here? I I'm going to have to go look at that. I ended up with about a dozen in my list, which Dang. is, considering I thought there were only two, right. that's a lot more. Right. Something like six times. All right. Well, we snake draft? Snake draft. All right. So I'm next. Yep. And one of the other joys, especially recently, of listening to Yacht Rock and Yacht Adjacent stuff is I feel like, as somebody who grew up listening to um, like 80s new wave sort of mm-hmm. like right. the sophista pop stuff that was coming out in the early yep. 80s i feel like i found the missing link in yacht rock between what rock and roll was and what that i started liking which would be like the bands and i've added them you know uh aztec camera yep. and you know those types of bands it's like they were clearly if not influenced they were borrowing or concurrently doing a lot of the same elements mm-hmm. um and one of my favorite off the map, so I'm going off the map. This oh is not Yacht Rock. Okay. But one of my favorite off the maps that I've ever submitted, because I think the more I listen to it, the closer I feel like it gets to Yacht, is Careless Whisper. So you listen to that song and you hear the alto sax, you hear the yeah. bass lines that are very yachty. Um, very clean recording. Yeah. Um, I remember it, when you submitted that one. Yeah. So, I mean, go back and listen to it again. We just played a little bit of it. But it, it's you'd be surprised how yachty it is. Uh, you've got some percussion in there. That sounds like some bongos or congas or something. It's really, really nice. Um, and, the, again, the point is that it's, it's like now I'm listening to that sort of early 80s stuff coming out of England. Is, yeah. In what ways was this influenced by Yacht Rock? So that's been a real And it joy. definitely was, I think. It, it has a lot of the same, like you say, uh, not elements maybe but sort of the same standards mm-hmm. even though i think sonically they ended up in very different places a yep. lot of times so i wouldn't i would not put roxy music or brian no. ferry over here but he had the same level of everything that we can say about yacht rock you can say about you know the later era of roxy music into the solo stuff of brian ferry like we were talking this weekend and yep. even to the point where his solo records are just loaded with personnel mm-hmm. you know sanborn will lee um even like david gilmore you know, so he bring he brought in a whole assortment of session players. So he made those records the same way they would have made like a Bill of Bounty record back in L.A. You I know? feel like Brian Ferry is England's answer to um, uh, Donald Fagan. I could hear that. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Just because the same like sensibilities. Like I want to create this awesome record with some jazz influences, and I'm going to get some cats. Yeah, and it's going to be a pristine recording. And you may not understand everything I'm singing, <laughs> right? Or want to, <laughs> or not. Want anyway, to, yeah. who you got at number nine? Number nine, uh, one of the ways that I kind of probably draw in contrast to most yacht rockers is I am a sucker for great love ballads. I always Mm. have been when they're really 
you know, really well written. Um, I always have this like short list in my head of you know the what I think are the greatest love ballads. Maybe I, I, hard to say all time because what was done in the seventies and eighties is so different than the way they wrote stuff in the thirties and forties. But yeah. for me, you know, I've got this short list that always has um, Commodore Still. Mm. Endless Love is on there. Mm. It's a duet. Um, when I Need You, the Leo Sayer tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Diamond's Ladio. And I just, those are just brilliant love ballads. But maybe the best of the best are right there Earth, Wind, and Fire's Reasons. I just heard that this weekend. From uh, 1975, That's yep. the Way of the World. Did mm-hmm. you know that that was a soundtrack? No. Yeah, I, w- I had the vinyl out, and uh, it has a thing stamped right on there that says, original soundtrack from the Sig Shore production, quote, That's the Way of the World. Produced and directed by Sig Shore, an original story by Robert Lipsight. Hmm. Right there, stamped on the record. I n- never thought of it as a... No. A soundtrack, but I guess that's technically what it was. And I've never heard of yeah. any of that. Interesting. All right, which moves you on to uh, number eight here. Number eight. Yeah. And this is one of those songs that, exactly like I said, when I hear it, I just, like, oh, that one. What was what it you said that uh, Hugh from Yacht Rock and Radio says? I about, forgot I forgot that one. I forgot one. I forgot that one. <laughs> yeah. um, and this has some Yachty personnel, a little bit, but this is from the... Uh, Clark Duke Project, Stanley Clark, mm-hmm. George Duke. Yeah. I can't get enough of Sweet Baby. I knew this was going to be on your list because it's such a good tune. And, <laughs> and you went through that whole Duke Clark or whatever it yeah. is uh, phase. And so, yeah. But I knew that when I first like started digging in this and that album kept being uh, recommended by Spotify. And so I finally checked it out and saw that that song had you know way more spins than any other. So I said, oh, maybe this was the hit. And I listened to it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this song. Yeah. I had no idea it was George Duke singing. I had no idea probably who did it. Right. But now it's just perennially in my top yep. ten. Hmm. That's definitely a good one. So far, no uh, repeats between our two lists. No. Um, okay. Well, on to my number eight, yep. which one of the joys of doing this podcast was discovering what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Did an episode on it. And um, pleasantly surprised to see there's so many artists out there who are trying to revive the sound. So mm-hmm. we instantly discovered Steak Cows. Yeah. And then Young Gun Silver Fox has just been so... Such a favorite of mine, but Andres Elliman and yep. Victor Jacob- Jacobson, um, it, way more than I thought was even going to be the case. And then, of course, you know, August Red. Right, but I'm not right. going to pick an August Red song, would I, on my own list? Did you? No. Okay. But I figured my, might as well keep it in the family because we've oh, got no. page 99, oh, no. <laughs> your project. So I'm picking my what I consider far and away the best song on the Page 99 record, and you didn't release it as a single. So people may overlook it. Mm -hmm. So they need to go back, listen to the deep cut. It's my favorite tune. Finally been forgetting. Oh, now we do have a duplicate. (laughs) No, I'm kidding.
no surprise it's sort of borrow some. It's the most Labounty sounding song. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, and that one <laughs> grew on me too. Like yeah. in a lot of the ways that Bill Labounty grew on me too. So yeah, good, good work there. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm going to move to number seven. Do it. One of the other discoveries, you touched on this kind of in the opening, is that um, just how many places, unfortunately, that Sirius XM has this wrong. <laughs> I discovered that the more I get to know what Yacht you're, Rock You're is, becoming one of them now. I am, but it's like, it, here's the perfect <laughs> example. Okay. There's some obvious, obvious songs know. that aren't deep cuts. I'm going to give you a song that charted. It was a single. It was a release. It's by an artist they're already playing. Okay. But they're playing the wrong song. <laughs> and I'm talking about Jeffrey Osborne. Oh, yeah. They play Stay With Me Tonight. And it's not a Yacht Rock song. <laughs> not really. I, I offered that one at one point. I don't remember if I did it as it's a Yacht or not. It's close enough that I keep it on it, my list. Yeah. But if you're going to do that one, how yeah. can you not play the yachtiest Jeffrey Osborne song that exists and it was a hit and it's called Eeny Meeny. How big of a hit was it? Do you have that in your notes? I don't have that handy. Was it released as as a single? I guess it was. It was was. a single. I want to say it charted like in the 30s was kind of high. On the Wings of Love was that album, right? Yes. And then it seems like there was another song on that album that's on the scale. Yes. But Eeny Meeny, I don't think, is uh, on the scale. So you think that one was released? Yes, I do. Okay. And I, and I remember it. Uh, do you? Yeah, I totally remember it. I love it. it. I don't remember yeah. it, though. And I could, here's proof because my wife's not listening to any deep cuts. She remembers that song like it was yesterday. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Um, but my point is, is, it doesn't take that much work to make their list a little bit more, you know, evolve it perhaps, right. expand it. Right. And you've got the artist right in front of you. Anyway, right. I'm off my I agree box, with you. But, I agree. Yep. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, well, I'll go to number uh, seven then. This one I often kind of forget about only because it sort of slips under the radar. Um, It's a Toto tune, and it's not one of their first choice hits, I guess you might say. The ones that immediately come to mind, obviously, you think Rosanna, you think Mm -hmm. Africa, you know, others. But every time this song comes on, I can't get enough of it. I am not tired of it after all these years. 99. Especially allowing it to play out all the way to the end where the whole band has broken down and you you think at any point it's going to end and it just kind of seems to keep going on. Yeah. And Lukather playing completely in a different style than what he normally does. And just the the beautiful jazzy nature of the way that he plays. Well, that's the one song where I feel like they finally, as a group, played Yacht Rock as Toto. Yeah. Because that's very yachty. And I love Jeff's groove on that one. And just, this will sound really geeky, but his drum sound, the tune just right. It just has a nice yeah. punch. Everything about that song is just right on the money. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny because I just saw uh, Lukather 
credit Boskags for making him who he is, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of Boskags in that mm-hmm. record. Oh, but, yeah, that's you know. true. So Yeah, I remember that in the book, um, him talking about how Boz, um, Boz's, you know, ability to make records and, and understand the the not just the business of making records but also also the methodology of making a good record and how to get people to do what they do well and put them in the right place so this whole concept of session musicians hired guns mm-hmm. is much about having a great player is putting that player in the right position where what they do well flourishes and so at the time his first association with Boz, he was really just starting to cut his teeth in the studio. Mm-hmm. And Boz put him in just the right places, you know, and yep. helped yep. him along. Yeah. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, uh, what do you got for, I think it's number six is next, right? It is number six. And this one will not shock you. The only thing that will shock you about it is it isn't number one. Georgie Porgy? After all of these years, after all of these times, after all the times that we've talked about it, I still cannot f- get tired of Babylon Sisters. <laughs> I cannot get this song to the point where I've had enough of it. I know. The only reason I laugh is because you keep bringing it up. And I, I know. Every time you do, I'm like, God, I just don't see it in that song. So That's it's so not funny. a bad song, but yeah, you well, love We'll get that more song. into that one because I know we, you are. we're going to do a deep dive on Gaucho. And, um, All right. Uh, are you going to be K-I-S-S-I-N-G in a tree with that song or what? Uh, I might. Right. I might. Well, you're only doing that album focus so you can listen to that song again? Correct, and okay. talk more about it. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it now. Okay. I'm not going to go into it now, but I'm, I'm telling you that everything about that song is near perfection to yeah. me. Um, the, yeah, well, the, the the rhythm section is really cool in that, too. It's got this... Anyway, we'll come back we'll, we'll to come that. back. Put a pin in that. Yeah. All right, is it up to me now? Consider it pinned. I think I go to number five, don't I? No, you did two in a row there. Oh, you got number six to do yeah, then, right? Yeah, I'm on number six okay. here. Go ahead. So number six. One, another pleasant discovery this past year has been, remind. well, first of all, just kind of placing Yacht Rock within, the I think, the broader context of West Coast AOR, mm-hmm. and then reminding myself that AOR stands for Album-Oriented Rock, right? which they used to make albums back in the day. I mean, not many artists do this anymore. Um as a piece of work, not a collection of just 10 singles or right. two singles and a bunch of trash. Right. So, perfect example of this is you turned me on to one of my favorite records in the last six months. And do you remember what it was? Poco. What's that? Oh, Poco. Poco, yeah, yeah, Indian yeah. Summer. Indian Summer. And here's a track that the minute I hear it, it melts me in the way that Yacht Rock's supposed to melt you. But So maybe a little more West Coast than Yacht Rock specifically, but... Find out in time. Ain't it funny how a good day flies when you're high? Makes you feel you're so together. You don't know why. There's such a difference from days gone by when you wish it could go on forever. I remember I sent that to you because I knew of your infatuation with Wild Feathers. And I thought, well, here, this is a sound from, what now we're talking, 45 years ago or so. It's very close. It was getting there, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it just melts me. It's just so good. Um, and it's got some Eagles tinge to it. For sure. You know, with Timothy B. Schmidt, but no apologies. All right, no, nor moving, should there be. Uh, yes. All right, so then I believe it's my number five, right. correct? Right. All right. If you know anything about me and what I listen to and what I'm obsessed with, this will come as no surprise to you. But another song that just melts me, and I'll never get tired of the song, I don't think, as long as I live, but it was a buried treasure that I just recently recovered, or 
rediscovered is what I want to say. Chris Ray's Fool If You Think It's Over. If I had put any thought to what your 10 might be, that would be I, I think I would have come up with that uh, and the Labonia, you know. It's funny, we should do this in reverse. Yeah. Tell you what I think your top 10 right. are. <laughs> we should try to guess each other. Guess Whoever each other. gets more correct wins. Yeah. Right. We, we, you, that's you, what we need is a game show. Yes. We need some sort of game show there you connection. Go. That's something we're missing. All right. You All want right. me to start over and I'll guess some of no, yours? No, just start brainstorming Babylon a sisters. game show idea for the future. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah, that's that's such a good tune. Oh, wow. so good. Again, it's not Yacht because it's an English artist. But, but it has the word fool. <laughs> okay, so, so it is Yacht. Right there in the title. I stand corrected. All right. Now I'm handing it back to you for your number five yep, and yep. then four. Well, um, I'm back on the love ballad thing. <laughs> Sorry to say. This is one that I forgot that I forgot kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, But I think uh, I don't think that maybe the hardcore people want this song in the Yacht Rock canon. But Climax Blues Band, I Love You. When I was young, a man. I hadn't a care Fooling around Hitting the town Growing my hair Yeah, from 1980. I mean, the, the intro with that great electric piano. It's got that vibrato that goes like left to right in your ears. It just kind of like turns your head inside out. I love that. But, you know, it's... I almost had this on our, our episode about guitar solos. Even though the guitar solo in this isn't real virtuoso, Virtuosity yeah. vir- doesn't show virtuosity. Good, yeah. There we go. Um, but it's a very recognizable melody. It's iconic sounding to me, and I almost yeah. had that one in there. And that was kind of where my rediscovery of this song came from. Perfect example of a song. If you asked me a year ago, I'd say, "Oh, it's one of the yachtiest songs out there. So yachty." Mm-hmm. But let me read to you some scores. Okay. Uh, JD gave it a fourteen. <laughs> Hunter gave it a twenty-four. Okay. Steve gave it a nineteen. Dave gave it a 20. You so, know, I'd love to ask them why. I know. By because, their standards, that's a big Because no. it is, like I say, electric piano driven. Yeah. Um, it's probably more the, the lyrics and stuff, but that's pretty heavy-handed for the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, the um, it has a bit of a shuffle to the groove. It's a very clean recording. It's got big harmonies. It's I love it. Know, man, when the vocal comes in over the piano at EP at the beginning, I mean, it's like that naked vocal, you know, where he yeah. just nails it. I... I I can understand where it wouldn't be a 90, but I don't get where it's a 14. Yep. Sorry, guys. Yeah, It's one of, um, God, now that I think about it, it, it could have easily made my list. I would put it in the same category. I hope I'm not stealing yours. Um, uh, now I can't think of it, so Good. I won't even say it. All right. Uh, next. Yours, right? Yeah. This came up again on the Yacht Rock Facebook group, and Michael Adelano just asked the question, what's the yachtiest song of all time? Mm. And there's a lot of ways you can go with that. Yeah. And I've said this before, as you remember, this was my um, upset special during the tournament. I still say that this is the song that has every element that is listed in the the sort of the parameters of Yacht Rock. Every one of them is on display here. Um, I think everything about this song is pure yacht rock, and that's JoJo from Boz Skaggs. And there's a couple places I wanted to point out on this, and we covered this when you brought it for the solos, not guitar, and you brought the sax solo was to it this the sax one. Solo? Yeah, it was yeah. Yep, yep. In two places, that same sax solo thing comes up. It's got those amazing hits that lead into it, mm-hmm. and then the riff 
coming up from the sax. Do you realize that the bass drops out for the sax solo section? No. Both times. So it's not like it's an accident. No. Yeah. The I'm bass probably drops so enamored out. with the sax, I didn't even notice. Exactly. Same thing. So um, here's the first time it happens. There's some killer drums there coming out of the, uh, yeah. the sax section. But now, here it comes later on. Uh, it happens again. Same thing. Bass huh. drops out. But the one p- spot I really wanted to show you was we get to the third verse. And this is so classic of the way that those Toto guys arrange stuff. They always wanted to add a little ear nugget later on mm-hmm. down the road. So now we get to the third verse and there's these extra little hits in the uh, brass and in the, it's accented in the drums and everything. But check this out. Say, what do you love that. Just ear candy. Yeah. And the amount of work that had to go into doing just something that simple, you know, you got to hit that perfect. And how did it happen? Did the, Was it in the brass chart and Jeff decided to accent it and or everybody else? Versa. Or did he do some sort of accent thing and then Jerry Hayes said, oh, I got to hit that with the horns. Yeah. I don't know, but it's fun. It's very cool. Cool. All right. Well, just going back in time, by the way, it was We Just Disagree by Dave Mason. That's the song oh. I was thinking of that's yeah. like... You know, the Climax Blues Band tune. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was bugging at me. So, all right. So, is it, it me now? Number four? Well, I've lost track. Yeah. Think, yeah. Have you done number four? Nope. Here's then number four. All right. So, again, this is representative of another one of our pleasant uh, evolutions in the out rock. Partially, we actually started this podcast because we started discovering new artists that we never knew existed, mm-hmm. like Dane Donahue. Yeah. Like Mark Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Ned Doheny. So, uh, I thought the best. Uh, a, Example Jim Photoglow. Let's not forget Jim Photoglow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of these, right? Even Bill Abounty is I not just something to say the name played. again. <laughs> you know, they don't play much of Bill Abounty on no, series, if don't. at all. I don't know. But anyways, so I've been just obsessed with that Dane Donahue record for the last, I don't know, three months or so. I listen to it over and over again. And every time I do, I mentioned when we had Dane on the podcast that mm-hmm. it's a different favorite. My current favorite is Woman. segue right into my number three then unless you got anything to say about the Dane Donahue record god we've covered so much of that I mean the yeah. personnel and all that stuff mm-hmm. woman isn't that the one uh, if I remember that's the Henley and Souther backup vocals on that one is that the is one that the one? infamous one where he uh, had to call him on the phone to get him to show up at the could studio? have been I think it might have been woman it's one of the yachtier songs uh, on the record so yeah. that's why I'm wondering yeah. if it wasn't that one but anyways um, moving on number moving three on. so now we're getting to the point where none of this will shock you so, going Bill a bounty. Yep. So, and as would, to listeners to the program know, I've become infatuated. So maybe I guess which tune? You can guess which tune. I I think the obvious one to guess would be Living It Up, but I'm going to go Dream On. Ooh, Dream On. It wasn't Living It Up. No, it wasn't Dream On either? 
It was going to be Dream On. Oh, okay. Because that's kind of, but then I, I, you know, if I, there's one that I like just a little bit more, it's Look Who's Lonely Now. Ah, yeah. Partially because the Picaro track is killer. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, it's, I know I could pick any off of that, but I figured it was probably one of the three quote hits off that. And so. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Very good. So I hand off to you to do three and two, and then that'll come back to me and I'll do two and then we'll have our number ones. All right. My number three might surprise you only because I probably have not raved enough about this song, mm. but uh, you kind of reinvigorated my interest in it. Was it last week or the week before when you brought up Paul Carrick? Ooh, yeah. Ace's How Long is so great. just so great uh everything about that song i wish i didn't know the whole story behind it i prefer to think of the lyrics from a broken love situation Mm -hmm. that kind of makes me feel a little uncomfortable knowing (laughs) that he's actually singing to a guy but i I know the context but such a great song yeah for people who don't know they wrote the song about their bass player who was moonlighting with another band yeah and so they showed up that's why the song opens with the bass he shows up for the session and they've got a bass track down there it's like aha we figured this out yeah, and they obviously wrote the lyrics to be, you know, serve on both levels. So, they, so it isn't right. directly yeah. at yeah. him, but knowing that kind of colors it for me. He's got a cool, more recent version of that that I played for you. 2014, yeah. he did a, a yeah. remake of that. It's really cool. But too. that was one of the two that jumped into my mind immediately. immediately. As soon as we said we're doing top 10, oh, hey, Ace, how long that's going Okay. There. All right. Very good. And then your number two. My number two. Yes. Love Ballad. <laughs> Love Ballad, baby. And this is the other one that popped into my mind immediately. Uh, full on, full on uh, yacht rock personnel on this, though. I don't think people generally consider this a yacht rock track, probably because of being so ballady. Um, Bill Champlin's Sarah. One of the great ballads. So this is also in my short list of great ballads of all time. Yeah. I didn't mention it before because I wanted to save it. But did you know it was co-written by Alan Thicke? Did we cover that once? You know, I think we did touch on that, but it's I would have not reminded. Yeah. Uh, I had the record out this week, and on the sleeve it says, um, you know, written by Bill Champlin and um, Alan Thicke. And then underneath that in parentheses it says, lyrics by Bill Champlin and Alan Thicke, but mostly Alan. <laughs> That's interesting. I never yeah. heard it put it that way. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, number two for you. My top two are both songs that I just, these are songs that have not changed since the very beginning mm-hmm. of my foray into Yacht Rock. Okay. Remain my two favorites. Okay. Will not come as a shock. Number two is Baby Come Back. So, yeah, I knew that there. had to be in there. I, I had that in my list, too, and it does belong in my list somewhere, but I I knew it was going to be in yours, and the, the show flows better if we don't have duplicates. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, then I'm going to move on to my number one. I'm going to okay. set it up, see if you can guess it. Okay. 
And if you could guess it, you don't even have to name it. You can just play it. All right. Ready? Yep. This is a song. You know how much I love this group, how much I love the song. I once described it as uh, easing into a hot tub <laughs> on a cool summer night, and you're, oh, it's just your blood pressure goes down, and it still has the effect on me that I, it's like seeing, you know, the love at first sight with the, and that woman still has that effect in you years mm-hmm. later. That's what the song is. What is it? Well, if you, described it to me once as you slipping into a hot tub. I'm sure I mentally checked out, so I did not listen to the rest of it, so I have no idea. <laughs> I kept the towel on. No, I didn't get the t- I had a bathing suit on. Oh, okay. Anyway, still. Ambrosia, biggest part of it. I should have known. Yes. I should have known. But again, I checked out when as soon as that image yeah, came well, out. You don't have to picture what I'm saying. Yeah. Just listen. That's true. Yeah. I've had a lot of discomfort uh, <laughs> throughout this list, I think. I know. And not all of it of my need, own making. You're so. going to need therapy. I know. I know. All right. Well, Yacht Rock is my therapy. Yes, sir. All right. Now to your number one. Yeah, this one did not immediately come to mind. But when I scrolled through the list and I went past this one, I said, this has to be on my list. And then... As I started ordering them up, it just kept moving and moving Mm. and moving up to the top. And you've heard me rave about this song, and I'm going to do it one more time. Yeah. Johnny Mathis, Simple. (laughs) I can't get enough of that song. Partly it's because it was a lost gem for me for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I had forgotten... That the song existed And I kind of even forgot That it was Johnny Mathis But I knew that there was A Johnny Mathis song Back in the early 80s That I loved And it took me forever To put the two together And then when it finally happened It was, you know Like discovering gold I'm somewhat surprised That's number one for you though I know I don't know how it kept Pushing its way up But it did Well, like we said It's a snapshot in time Right It'll be different A year from now probably Did you have any um, Honorable mentions That you uh, were holding My honorable mentions Made it into the lightning round Okay well I'll hit you With mine really quick Okay I Obviously I said I had um, Baby Come Back I had that one set aside Pablo Cruz Worlds Away Was very close for me Because that's Mm. kind of One that really got me Into this stuff uh, Or opened up my awareness To this genre To a certain degree Um, I toyed with Love Me Like the Last Time Ooh yeah That was a good discovery Yeah I had Casablanca, so going back to the Dane mm-hmm. record, and completely off, knowing that I could throw some adjacent and, and yacht stuff in there. Um, Steve Winwood's Valerie just mm. is a song that I can't get enough of. So. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to have that J.P. Morgan tune, Can't Hide Love. Yeah, I looked at a few of those, and um, I don't it know. didn't make the top I, ten. I figured you'd probably get mad at me because they keep pulling that album <laughs> out, even though you're the one that brought it to my attention. I, yeah, I know, exactly. I'd like to know I had an influence on you. You did. So you're the one that brought it to my attention. I, yeah, I know exactly. I'd like to know I had an influence on you. You did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, let's move on to the lightning round, shall we? Cue the sound effect. We have one? We do now. All right, hit it. How do you like it? Uh, it's very uh, 
Lightning E. Lightning ish. To yes. quote uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Lightning E. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll allow you to go first. If All you right. Like. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. This one I've been sitting on for a long time, but been wanting to ask you this, and I don't know if we've even, in our uh, aside conversations, really even talked about this song from a Yachty perspective. Does this feel Yachty to you? Um, I know it gets included. What are your thoughts on Easy by the Commodores? No, it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. That's still on my list. Is it? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, it's like one of those where I like the song enough, I don't want to even overanalyze it. It, it just is okay. to me. How about you? Kind of a not for me, but not far off. Yeah. Uh, for, for all the same reasons. Yeah. But um, the thing, being drum-centered that I am, when mm-hmm. I listen to the, the way the drums are played on that one, it's just kind of really like, um, it doesn't have any of the nuance and feel of a Yacht Rock tune. He's just kind of banging out... <laughs> on the hi-hat and stuff. It doesn't have any... Even though the song grooves, it's not because of the drummer. It's some right. of the other stuff that's going on. So I guess that's what keeps yeah. it it's not, the not mo- yachty to me. Not the most pristine recording in the world either. Right. Like, correct. Yeah. But I like it. I mean, yeah. I've loved that song forever. Well, Same. Dating back Same. to when it first came out. I brought out, it up by so. uh, the guitar solos. Because I that's think right. that, that guitar yeah. solo is oh, iconic in and of itself. So It's close well, enough for me to allow it in that list. Yes. So. Well, there you go. Yep. All right, I'm going to ask you now, a year later, or maybe however many years it's been since you first discovered Yacht Rock, as it stands today, how would you rule on We May Never Pass This Way Again, Seals and Crop? Um, I think I rule... Almost the same way. I would say definitely no for that song. That's definitely just kind of a a well-produced, very lush, but still folky-related mm-hmm. song. And I think of that about a lot of their early stuff. I know people will do Summer Breeze and um, uh, Hummingbird and uh, what's your other really? Diamond Girl you hear mm-hmm. a lot. But I think it's not really till later that they truly start sounding yachty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Summer Breeze somehow has a little bit of a Trojan horse yep. aspect to it. So the earlier stuff like that, I would say no. I would, I would, knowing what I know now, I would say yeah. no. I haven't gone and taken it out of my list though. No, well, because my list comprises of stuff that I want to listen to within the context of yacht rock. Right. I don't have a hardcore yacht rock list. Right. Well, I did start a yacht folk list just to have stuff like this in it. So. Very good. Uh, all right. Uh, let me do a buried treasure for you. Okay. All right? It's for you. For me? It is. Going back to, I'm trying to implore you to explore more of the player catalog. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen to It's For You. Well, I had, uh, coming in, I had eight player songs in my list. I now have nine. Nine. Because I did not have that one. That's, that's a good tune, that's isn't it? That's cool. So there's some sax in there. Do you know much about the personnel that they use? Because I couldn't find anything Not really. I know Peter Beckett's name, and that's, you know, yeah. kind of it. But you said something that it, it sounds like it could be um, like a kissing cousin to Ambrosia, yeah. that tune. 
Hear a little Toto in there too. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a good uh, it's a good in. I think it might warrant a whole episode exploring more player. Yeah, yeah. Player artist focus. So. An artist focus on player. Yeah, yes. there's more there than meets the eye, and that's again sure. going back to what I've discovered throughout this yacht rock podcast journey. So that's my buried treasure. What y'all got? Well, are you familiar with the uh, band Lava? Yes, but I I. Yeah, because you know who I found them on uh, Yacht Rock Miami. Miami, that's where yeah. I heard them first. Yeah. Lava, what a name. I guess that <laughs> means you're hot and smooth, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, they are a Norwegian band. Mm-hmm. So what's that, Viking Yacht? <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, that's like yes. double yacht reference, Viking and Yacht. Um, but I heard a different tune on Yacht Rock Miami, and that made me go explore their catalog. I started spinning a little bit of lava and came across this one that I think is a deep cut from 1982. Uh, this is called Hard Times. Here come those hard times and once more. Tell me those guitar hits in that chorus there don't sound like Toto. They do man. definitely sound yeah. like Toto. Toto. Hmm. Toto. You know anything about Lava? I mean, were they connected to the scene at all? Or? No, other than I looked them up and their entire personnel is, you know, Pear and Sven and Heigstedeld and, hmm. you know, all very Norwegian names. So, yes. and it was um, produced over there. So, I, they probably have some knowledge of it. I mean, it comes a little bit later. So, this was 82. Mm-hmm. So, they would have heard the stuff from 78, 79, 80. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, moving on to finally, speaking of overseas, off the map. Yep. So this one, um, you, sometimes you find these in funny places, you know. Um, I was out cutting the lawn mm-hmm. and that had my funny. earbuds in. And earlier in that day, I had made a um, playlist of, I, I do these sort of artist or genre playlists sometimes when I just want a large palette. So this was Fleetwood Mac and assorted Family members, so it's all of Fleetwood Mac stuff, uh, you know, Lindsey Buckingham solo stuff, Christine McVie, Bob Welch, um, Bob Welch Stevie Nicks. Anyway, this Christine McVie song came up, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, hmm, this is kind of good off the map sort of yachty stuff. So I'm going to play uh, a little bit of this and then tell you what I discovered after the fact. So this is Christine McVie from 1984, and uh, the song is called Ask Anybody. slow burner but yeah uh, i went and looked it up afterwards to see if there was anything interesting about it mm-hmm. and i found out that it was co-written by steve winwood oh yeah and he's now in there yeah you can hear it hear it he's in there on piano backup vocals and he plays a synth lead later on which you'll definitely would recognize from like his uh valerie days yeah see a chance and it was produced by uh russ Teitelman, who also produced uh, back in the high life for Winwood, so all of a sudden there's this Winwood connection. Yeah, so, hmm. that's very interesting. Did not expect that. Well, um, Winwood was English, was he not? Yeah, <laughs> that's my segue because you're gonna hate me. Oh, jeez, yep. Duran Duran. No, but okay. it's something that you're gonna just cringe at at first. 
at first. But I'm going to make the case that it at least belongs off the map. So going back to what I said earlier about how now I'm sort of like knee deep into this infatuation with early 80s, primarily English, but any mm-hmm. of that sophisticated type of stuff. Yep. Um, and then drawing the correlations back to Yacht Rock. So the thing that you're going to hate is hearing, I th- maybe you will, but the artist is Krista Burke. Okay. The song is... I already hate it, but go ahead. The Lady Don't, in Red. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Listen to. I don't want that on my Spotify. It's on the Spotify list. Listen to. Oh, you'll be surprised. No, I won't. It's got that 808 drum machine. It's got. It starts with that, so <laughs> yeah. that sets the whole mood off wrong. The main thing <laughs> I'm enthralled with lately is these palm mutes, the right? Guitar. That Luca there made famous. Yeah. And then they clearly got that from somewhere, right? So it sounds like they're borrowing. Tying it all together, this I, the version that I pulled up came from a compilation called the Ultimate Ballads album. <laughs> Check out who's on this. I mean, you got some, you know, you got uh, Rod Stewart, Lionel Richie, Elton John, but then you got Luciano Pavarotti. What? Uh, Jose Carreras, Cat Stevens, Engelbert, and Tom Humperdink? Jones. Yeah. What about Humperdink? Humperdink, Humperdeath. <laughs> anyway, right. anyways, I think we've gone long here. Ahoy. Oh, sorry. Poloy. Poloy. <laughs>